Hello, welcome, what's good? This is Danley and Friends, where I share empowering stories, encourage raw, open dialogue, and explore intriguing ideas to empower you to maximize your life. Coming to you from the heart of the heartland, Columbus, Ohio, I'm your host, Ryan Danley. Let's get to it. January 12th, 2022, I hop on Instagram and I check the DMs for Ohio Drip. And we've got a message from Mr. Eatwell. And it's like, hey, wanted to reach out and see if you all could do some semi-high volume dye work for my company. Is anyone around to chat? And so we reach out. We talk to Matt. Super cool dude. Next thing I know after this conversation, we have like five, six boxes with 250 clothing items on the way to our house. Dude didn't check my ID. He didn't do a background check. He didn't do anything to vet who me and Kelsey were. He just judged our character based off these conversations. And I came to find that this is how Matt operates. Uh, He ended up hiring his chief of operations, Brooke Hasluck, uh, the same way. He reached out. They had a conversation. Next thing he knew, he hired her on. And that's how Matt moves through the world. And it is faith in himself and that fuck it attitude that has yielded this man great success though it hasn't always been easy in his life, and he would probably say that it's still not, Matt was able to string together a series of moves and partnerships that allowed him to walk away from his day job and move into a creative venture full-time working on his clothing brand. And that is how we collided. Our missions are very much the same. Ohio Drip sets out to make life colorful, and Mr. Eatwell sets out to spread joy and let people know that they're appreciated. Damn, sounds like... Sounds like the intro to the podcast too, you know? So it was just great alignment. And you'll see that Matt is just super cool dude. And he's got a wonderful story where he's reinvented himself through many different careers and many different paths in life. Matt Rebikoff is the reason that Kelsey and I rejoiced when we saw Mr. Eatwell's sweatsuit that was dripped by Ohio Drip on Saturday Night Live, worn by the comedian Punky Johnson. Shout out Punky Johnson, by the way. Super dope. Matt has had a hand in changing the trajectory of Ohio Drip for Kelsey and I, and I'm very grateful to him, uh, not only for that, but also for his mission and just how he seeks to make the world a better place, whether it's through his charity, through the kind messages on his clothing, or the giant blocks of cheese that he drops on people for their birthday. Enjoy. Ladies and gentlemen, I am here with Matt, a.k.a. Mr. Eatwell, and uh, we are now business partners, which is dope. It's been great getting to know you and work with you and stuff. But, uh, you know, before I introduce you or anything like that, I like to have my guests introduce themselves. So uh, if you had to give your elevator pitch, who would you say is Mr. Eatwell? Uh, This is so funny because I'm such a long-winded fucking person. Um... (laughs) <laughs> it'd have to be like a tower of terror situation where there's you know a billion floors um <laughs> so i um i started this company my name is matt first of all i guess matt rebikoff um and mr ewell is essentially a company that um makes clothes about food for the most part and has fun and does as much good as as it possibly can with the resources that it has that's, I mean, that's kind of it, I guess, right? I mean, you know, 
brevity uh, is not my strong suit. And, and the reality is, is the, the answer is, you know, three hours long, but um, that's probably the short version. Yeah. And I mean, you said a lot there, uh, like to do as much good as you can. You know, I'm curious about going down that path in a little bit. But uh, before we get into that, you know, how did you get started? I imagine the name alludes to, uh, you know, where the passion lies and stuff like that. So talk a little bit about how you came up with the name and how you got started. Okay. So this is, I'm, I mean, I'm just going to tell you right now, it's kind of a long story. So, but I'll be, I'll be oh, as good as possible. So uh, when I, let's see, I was 32, a few years ago, I was like, all right, you know, my mother or my partners or Taco Bell has been cooking for me for long enough. You know, I'm going to give this cooking thing a shot. Right. <laughs> and, uh, at that time, uh, Bon Appetit had started this thing called the basically 10 by 10. And it was recipes like 10 recipes that built on each other that had 10 ingredients or less. Right. So I was like, all right, this seems doable. I will get this ingredient, get these ingredients, cook the recipes, learn how to cook. One of those recipes was like a rigatoni pomodoro. Uh, another one was a, like a butter-based ribeye. That's that was you know. So I just cooked some stuff and I took photos of the food because you know it's twenty twenty one or twenty twenty at that point, whatever twenty nineteen. You take photos of your food, right? Mm -hmm. So, um, cut to you know months later, I went to a J Cole concert. Uh, bought a hoodie because I love hoodies and I love J. Cole. And, you know, that's <laughs> it was the most comfortable hoodie I'd ever bought. Right. So, and I have I already at that point had a lot. Now I've got a ridiculous amount. But so, you know, I went, uh, I went on this mission to try and find what the hoodie was because I'm like, J. Cole's not manufacturing hoodies. It's not, it's not his thing. Right. So, I spent months trying to figure out, you know, I'm like trying to reach out to Dreamville, his label and like figure out, because it's just this Dreamville on the back. I know, you know what I mean? So after months, I'm like, wait a second, you know what? Maybe there's a, maybe there's another tag, uh, in the, in the waste area. So there was, um, found these hoodies on Amazon. I just bought a few because they're comfortable. That's it. You know, and that was, that was it. One night high in the middle of the night, whatever. I'm like, you know, I feel like, I should put a bowl of pasta on one of these cities. And that was really the whole, that was the end of the plan. <laughs> High thoughts. <man. laughs> Ideas, you know? Yeah. So, um, so I, I was like, all right, I had a friend who uh, had a directed garment printer, which, you know, if you're listening to this, you probably don't know what the fuck that is, but it's a, it's a giant printer that you feed a hoodie into or a t-shirt or whatever. And it prints whatever you want on it. Like looks like a giant office print. So I said, Hey dude, will you print this bowl of pasta on this hoodie? He said, that sounds kind of dumb, but I'll do it. Right. That, and that was it. And that was the whole plan. Right. So, um, I wore the hoodie, you know, around that was, you know, and, and uh, soon after that, I, I made one with steak and, and pizza and enough people were like, Hey, you know, that's a pretty dope hoodie. I would buy that, you know, if it existed as a brand. So I made a website and, and I've always wanted to eat well. That's like my whole thing. And people confuse eating right and eating well. There's two different things. I mean, like I don't eat right 
but I try and eat well, you know? And, um, so, and then Mr. is kind of a play on my name, Matt Rebikov, MR, Mr. Eat Well, kind of works. Yep. So made a website. Jeez, oh, I'm like, I feel like I'm just getting started on the story too. <laughs> yeah, no, you're good, bro. No, I'm, I'm intrigued. I'm, I'm here. All right, all right. So, um, so uh, I make the website, right? My my dad is my first order. You know, he buys a pasta sweatshirt. Uh, my friend Cecily, uh, who I knew from when I was a doorman in New York City, uh, she was a tenant and became a homie of mine. She was in my second order. And then, you know, at some point I started like boosting posts on Instagram or whatever, right? I had no idea what I was doing. I never, never did anything creative in my life before this period, right? So, you know, I worked in, this is like my 11th career, you know? So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I worked in helicopters and hospitality and cheese and like, and charcuterie. And, and I was buying caviar for Dean and DeLuca for a while. I mean, there's just like, you know, I did a lot of other shit. Yeah. Waited tables for a long time. So, um, you know, I'm trying to figure this out. And all of a sudden, like some random people start ordering my shit, which is really like mind blowing, right? Okay. So that happens for a month or whatever. And it's, this is a hobby at best, right? I'm, you know, it's, it's, I'm printing to order. This shit costs me about as much as I'm charging, you know? <clears throat> so, and I'm still doing everything DTG, direct to garment, right? Yep. Um, you know, I, I have Mr. Ewell as a brand. I put appreciate you on the back because I do appreciate everybody that buys my shit, right? I mean, that's really what it, that's the genesis of it. I was like, wow, you know, someone decided to spend money that they earned on this ridiculously silly idea of a, you know, a hoodie with pasta on it or whatever. So, and I thought it would be cool because this world is so fucked generally that if you're walking behind someone and you see the words appreciate you get a little bit, a, a tiny dose of like goodness. Right. Yeah. So that's happening. Um, at the same time, Mardi Gras coming up. So I make king cake stuff. If you don't know about Mardi Gras, king cake. Well, king cake is the official food essentially of Mardi Gras. I'll be honest with you. I don't know exactly why, but I love it. And my now ex was a baker, is a baker. So I took a photo of a king cake, one of her king cakes, I put it on a sweatshirt and, and t-shirts. And I'm at a juvenile Manny Fresh concert. Okay. <laughs> Everything starts at rap concerts. In this, in this <laughs> <laughs> I love it, bro. Uh, <laughs> so uh, my friend Maggie was performing. Maggie Kerner was performing. Um, and so she kind of had me as like her guest at the show. So I'm like, you know, waiting for uh, Juvenile to come out. Juvenile Manny Fresh. Shout out, by the way, to, you know, goats. Uh, really? I mean, especially Manny Fresh. Dude, like, you know, the guy's influenced my whole life musically. And, and in any case, so, and he's from New Orleans, obviously. So, all right. This dude walks up to me and he goes, hey. I love that t-shirt. I was just talking to my cousin about the, uh, about this brand. He knows the owner. And I'm like, Oh really? Well, I happen to be the owner. You know, who's your cousin? His cousin is Pepper Balmer, who is a friend of mine and whose family started Balmer foods like 105 years ago or something like that, which makes crystal hot sauce. My favorite hot sauce 
not just because of what happened, but it just is, you know? Yeah. So juvenile Manny fresh come out, by the way, I thought juvenile was going to kind of phone it in. He fucking destroyed. Really? I, I mean, like if you ever get a chance to go see a juvenile Manny fresh show, go. I went to see the because, hot boys back in the day with my mom when I was younger. It was dope. <laughs> he's like, you know, he's in his forties or whatever. And I thought he was going to be out of breath or whatever. Crushed. Both of them crushed, you know, and to, to see like back that ass up perform live. Angela Bassett happened to be in the crowd and they called her up on stage and she like danced during back. It was, it was just, it was a wild show. That's wild. So go see Juvenile if you have a chance. <laughs> so the next day I text Pepper and I'm like, Hey dude, I met your cousin last night, you know, weird thing happened. He mentioned, uh, you know, he mentioned the brand, whatever this happened. While I'm talking to Pepper, he starts like ordering shit on my website. Okay. So I'm like, look, dude, I know this is crazy. I just started this thing six weeks ago or whatever, but you have a brand that people love that makes food. I have a barely anything company that makes, puts food on clothes. Do you want to work together? And he's like, fuck yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, you know, I'm pretty shocked, right? I mean, so I start, I basically I have, a, I have a bottle of crystal in my, ha- in my house because, you know, it's, again, it's my favorite hot sauce. Take a photo of it. It's like, you know, worn out crystal bottle. It's like three quarters gone or whatever. And I mock it up and, uh, you know, I, we set a meeting and uh, I, I make one. You know, I'm like, fuck it. I'm just going to make one of these hoodies and wear it to the meeting with the pepper. So I go to this, this uh, sit down with Pepper and, and we have this meeting and he's in and I'm like, okay, cool. Amazing. This is like January of 2020, February of 2020. Now I go to Costa Rica at the middle of or like right after Mardi Gras that year, end of February. And I started to hear, you know, about this coronavirus that's in, that's like starting to take take hold of everything a little no one knows what the fuck is going on so i'm like shit somehow everything's gonna fall apart i'm sure you know like covid's happening you know he's probably gonna pull out of the deal it was great that it almost happened he calls me up i'm in costa rica and i'm like what's up dude he's like hey everybody's cooking everybody's buying hot sauce we want to help out the community because everybody's in the restaurant industry is laid off Let's go quick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, all right, wow. Wasn't expecting that. I fly home from Costa Rica, finish my vacation. COVID is full fucking swing. Everything locks down a week later or whatever. And, you know, I happen to, obviously COVID objectively is terrible. You know, there's no other, but I happen to start a sweatsuit company fucking two months before the entire country, if not the world started wearing sweats every single fucking day. Spot on, like spot on timing. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, that kind of uh, as shitty as everything has been, it worked in my favor a little bit. So, and this, I'm almost done, I think. So when I started the crystal thing, people kept telling me there's a comedian that you need to send stuff to she always shouts out crystal she loves crystal her name is heather mcmahon you should send her stuff and i say well i don't have her address like a lot of people said this i don't have her address it's not how life works but 
I tagged her in a couple of posts and one night I'm sitting on my couch and I see, and at that point, I think she had like 400,000, 450,000 followers. It says Heather McMahon, uh, tagged you in a story, mentioned you in a story. And I'm like, shit, this could be kind of wild. We start kind of DMing back and forth. She buys stuff off the website. I send her some extra stuff. I get 80 orders that night. Holy crap. Okay. Which is more than I had had, period, combined. And they're all pre-sale because the stuff was like, I'm making it, you know, overseas for the first time. And, and all of a sudden, I've got 80 people that are like, okay, I'm ready. Where's my shit? Kind of. So we kind of keep talking. I get, uh, uh, you know, I get her some stuff. She posts about it a couple months later and I get 200 orders in a fucking day and I quit my day job immediately. <laughs> uh, yeah. I was like, you know, I can't do both. I was already getting crushed you know, on both ends. I was working in commercial real estate at the time. I thought that's what I was going to do for the rest of my life or whatever, or at least for a while. And, uh, you know, I'm working basically 18, 19 hours a day between both jobs. So I'm like, you know, I didn't know I wanted to do this, but I'm going to give it a shot. Because what are the odds that I'll get to do something like this ever again? Then, you know, the next thing I know, Crystal think we had some production nightmares. And I, I've always been a, a, a customer. I'm a consumer. I like shit. So I get treated like garbage by almost every company. I mean, that's just the deal, right? AT&T, uh, fucking every internet company, Apple sometimes fucks up. All of them. Yep. So I... um you know, so I get out ahead of it and I'm like, look, I start calling people. I'm like, Hey, this is Matt. I have this company. You bought some crystal stuff. Shit is crazy with COVID overseas. And I'm like, I'm getting, I'm sorry. And people are very understanding and I'm like, and also blown away that anybody gives a shit enough to even reach out yeah, because everyone's used to being treated like garbage. So Heather and I continue talking. And, uh, you know, we become friends and, and, um, I bought her a wheel, an 80 pound wheel of Parmesan Reggiano for Christmas. <laughs> I used to, I used to work in cheese, like I said. <laughs> so I reached out to a friend and I was like, Hey, I need a gift at a decent price. So I sent her 80 pounds of cheese. And, uh, I was like, you know, if you ever want to work together, I've got this idea of like Parm grading from a sweatshirt to a bowl of pasta on the pants. And like I mocked it, you know, I already had it mocked up and everything like that. And she's like, I'm in. Miss Ewell was born. We launched the pre-sale of the Parm suit. And I did my entire year's sales of 2020 in one day in 2021. <laughs> oh my God. And then shit got crazy. I hired a, a COO. Well, at, at that point, a, a director of operations. Because I was just getting fucking absolutely destroyed. It was just me until that point. I outsourced my production and stuff like that. but. Um, and this woman applied on Instagram, basically, right? Brooke Hasluck, goddamn savior. <laughs> she wrote me an email that I liked. I hired her after like 15 minutes of a FaceTime interview. She lives in Florida. I didn't meet her for six months, but, you know, in person. Yeah. Next day, I'm like giving her my banking information. She's like, are you sure? We just started talking yesterday. I was like, I can't do anything. Please take it. So, um, and you know, so 
But Kathy Dumont reached out. They're fans of Heather. That's the thing is Heather's fans are fucking loyal and they're great people. And there's a lot of them, you know, and, and so Kathy Dumont reached out. They're like, Hey, would you be willing to do some shit with us? And I'm like, you're the number one company I want to work with in New Orleans. I would love to. So that happens because of her. I mean, without Heather, there's really not a mystery. Well, still probably. I mean, that's just the reality of it. And, you know, I thank her all the time and I will until the fucking day I die. Oh yeah, man. Shout out her. What's it like working with her, man? Cause I know big personality, hilarious person, you know, really cool. So like, you know, wow. talk a little bit about that. It's great. Um, you know, we have a good time and, uh, she's fucking hysterical, obviously, you know, um, she's an extremely kind and like compassionate and empathetic person, which especially when you're dealing with a, a company that's barely exists, you know, and, and stuff like that. She's been understanding when shit has gone wrong. You know, I do her merch now. We had an issue with like some shit. She took it in stride. You know what I mean? She's, she's, she's dope. And, uh, I can't say enough good things about her. Um, and we've got a bunch more stuff coming. So, um, I'm, you know, uh, grateful every goddamn day for her. Yeah, man, that's amazing. And uh, one thing that seems to be constant in your life is this initiative where you just kind of go, fuck it. I'm going to give it a try. Like, fuck it. I'm going to put this on a hoodie. Fuck it. I'm going to go, you know, see what she says, you know, fuck it. I'm gonna put the hot sauce on it already and rock it there. Where does that come from, man? Cause like people aren't really willing to put themselves out there like that. And you're just like, you know what, what's the worst that can happen? You know, it's interesting that you say that because for the first like 32 years of my life or whatever, 31, 32 years of my life, I was, that wasn't the case. Um, I, like I said, I didn't do anything creative ever. Um, and I think a lot of it stemmed from this like fear of rejection, right. That, that like, um, paralyzed me creatively and and a lot of ways in my life period i pretty much fucked off from the age of like 13 till 29 you know um because i realized that i didn't have to try that hard in school to get by you know i was good at taking tests and uh, i knew that i would get into school so i you know applied to one school i got a scholarship just based on my you know what i mean so i just like didn't really give a shit yep um but for whatever reason, you know, something just kind of flipped, uh, after the, the, the pasta on the sweatshirt thing. And, you know, I was, I was doing some things before that I had kind of gotten my shit together. Um, I stopped drinking for the most part. Uh, I stopped drinking when I was still in New York, uh, maybe five, five and a half years ago now. Okay. I had some, I had a, a little bit of a break from that from not drinking, uh, New Orleans is a pretty alcohol heavy town as you're probably aware. Yeah. So I lasted like eight or nine months after I got down here. And then finally I was like, all right, you know, I'm 30 now, whatever, 31, I can probably do it. Turns out still bad at it. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) so, so, uh, after a couple of bouts with that, I, you know, I'm coming up on, uh, now three years, next month will be three years, uh, without it. So, that that was a fucking life changer for me um you know drinking destroyed for you know and, and look there's many people that can just do it and it's not really a problem for me it's like if i have one drink i'm gonna have 12 and then i'm gonna black out and 
everyone's going to be pissed at me by the next day, including employers and partners and, you know, friends. I lost a lot of jobs. I lost a lot of relationships. And, you know, I put my parents, especially my fucking mom through hell, you know? And so after I stopped drinking, I kind of shit got easier, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, uh, I wasn't hung over all the time. And I, I was able to, you know, I, I just kind of did, I just said, fuck it. You know what? I'm going to, I'm going to give this my best shot. And the worst thing that could happen is someone says I'm not into it or whatever. And I'm going to just keep going if that happens. So it's kind of what I've done. And, you know, it, I also, started teaching myself fucking Photoshop and Illustrator and, you know, cause I don't know how to use any of that stuff. And I really still ba- basically don't. I mean, I deal, I work with some graphic designers now that I actually know what the fuck they're doing. And I'm like, I'll never, I'll never be actually good at this. <laughs> uh, but, you know, I'm enjoying what I'm doing more than I ever have. Um, which is wild. You know, I get to work for myself. I never thought, I always knew I wanted to because I hate being told what to do. Yeah. I really do. Um, but I never really knew what that looked like. And then all of a sudden I was, you know, I went from, I ran this social club in New Orleans and then I transitioned into this commercial real estate thing. And all of a sudden I have a clothing company out of nowhere. I mean, you know, really by accident, I started this company. Um, so it wasn't kind of a fucking attitude. And, and, you know, a lot of times that doesn't work. Because that I I went in the opposite direction for a long time. I was like, fuck it. I don't care about the consequences of this. You know, I'm going to go out until five in the morning. I don't care if I have to go to work. That ended up going poorly sometimes. (laughs) 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 Um, But in this case, you know, it went, it went in a positive direction for the most part. That's solid, man. Um, I think that's a, a big choice and a big reflection, a big, a big hurdle to cross. And I think it's amazing that, you had the fortitude for that. Um, I think knowing thyself is uh, key to life. And uh, it seems like you do. And it seems like, you know, of all the jobs you named, uh, these are jobs that are very people heavy. You're interacting with people. It's like relationship based and you seem really good at that. And so what you're doing and creating your brand, I think is selling yourself. And so I don't see it as that far off. It's kind of based on my assessment, but who the fuck am I? Uh, but I, I just think it's, you know what I mean? I just think it's, I just think it's cool, man. So uh, how do you like doing creative stuff? I like, I know it's like a I, different part of it. It's a departure um, from my regular life, you know, from the first three decades or whatever of my life. Um, but I love it. You know, it's, it's ideally one day in the hopefully not too distant future. And I'm already, I've already backed off a lot of operation stuff because Brooke handles a lot. Um, Emma, I just hired an assistant recently who's, again, I hired her right in time. She's not, she's helping me run my personal life and she's also now handling a lot of the customer service stuff. So she's taking things off of of Brooke's plate because, um, you know, customer service is a lot when, when it just is, especially if you're a tiny company and, and, you know, and, things are going wrong at a higher rate than I think they ever have historically. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, so, um, you know, ideally I'll, I'll be able to kind of do creative things almost exclusively someday, you know, and, um, I still want to have, you know, input on the way things are run because at the end of the day, you know, 
uh, I started the company and I, I care about the operation in general, but if I could not worry about bank accounts and shipping and, you know, and, 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 and just like the day to day things that I'm bad at, first of all, <laughs> I'm bad at these things. <laughs> uh, I'm, you know, I'm not good at managing my own money, much less like, you know, the business, like I just need people that are good at what they do to, to do things for me. So, um, but the actual design process, being able to sit down and like, you know, be like, okay, I want to have, uh, you know, so Heather, Heather and I talked about like a wine suit and a martini suit. So being able to sit down and, and, you know, the other nice thing is like the collaboration with her allows me to feel less guilty about putting a bunch of booze on clothes as a non-drinker. So, but to be able to kind of like, you know, I had a friend come over my friend, Allie came over and uh, she, we like all of the photos and shit that are on my clothes are taken in my kitchen or my living room on my iPhone, you know, like I don't have a studio or a camera, you know, I do everything pretty, uh, you know, at home and, and stuff like that. So, um, she came over and, you know, we were pouring, pouring wine from six feet off the glass to try and like get a drip and a splash and a flow. And then, you know, I take all these photos and I edit them down and I mock them up on clothes. And then like a few months later, I get hoodies and sweatpants that have wine that flow from the top to the bottom. It's wild to be able to see that shit. I mean, it really is to see it in person, to to have it go from like a harebrained idea to something that I can wear on my body is bonkers. And then, and then to top it all off, strangers buy it yeah. and they wear it. It's fucking nuts. That's it mind really blowing. Is. It blows my mind. Every day it blows my mind what I get to do. I saw the post you put up where you ran into someone in the wild that had on one of the suits. You guys were wearing the same one, actually. Like, how crazy is that? Dude, <laughs> it's one of the most surreal moments of my fucking life. So <laughs> I was, uh, you know, uh, I, I won't get too, too, too deep into this, but I, I, uh, I have some mental health things, right? Um, and, you know, a lot of people do, but, you know, a lot of people don't talk about it, whatever. I, um, sometimes don't have to sleep, you know, in historically in my life, um, you know, I have bipolar disorder and I get manic every once in a while, pretty rarely, but you know, so I stayed up through the night working on, on a, on a concept, um, that I'm doing soon. And, um, it's coming up on like seven in the morning or whatever. And I'm like, okay, I know what I need to do. I need to go to Whole Foods and I need to buy all this shit because the way that I've been doing it, it, it wasn't working. You know, I was, it was too simple and I needed to go and, and buy ingredients at the store, but it wasn't open yet. <laughs> so, uh, so I wake up my fiance, Shara, and I'm like, Hey, we love going to the grocery store together. It's one of our favorite things. It's like our, one of our pastimes. I'm like, Hey, baby, need to go buy this shit at Whole Foods. You want to wake up and go with me? And she's like, sure. So, uh, yeah, I, I ha- you know, I'm wearing what I was wearing all night. I was wearing my Cafe du Monde sweet suit. And I walk in and I see like a, she's got to be like 65 years old, purple <laughs> hair, wearing the same fucking thing. And I walk up and I'm like, hey, you know, sorry to bother you. It's like 7.30 in the morning. 
uh, she's with her husband. I'm like, do you mind if I take a quick photo? And she's like, you're the guy. And, <laughs> you know, I mean, I had never seen anyone in my shit ever before that. So to be wearing the same thing and for it to be this woman that like is not, you know, my typical customer, it really blew my whole mind apart. Um, and so, uh, I think, yeah, her name is, I think, Kathleen. Shout out Kathleen for being there and, uh, and happened to wear that suit because, you know, COVID during lockdown, you know, I didn't really see anybody, any strangers. So, you know, I never saw anybody wear my stuff because I really didn't see people. So, um, you know, when things started to open back up a little bit and I, you know, I've run into a few people now like over Mardi Gras wearing some stuff and it really, it it really blows my whole shit up. It really does. That's wild, man. You know, after Madison's just like beautiful every time, you know, you've had this concept of spreading joy and, you know, showing appreciation to people. And, you know, you seem to have, have this positivity about you where you just want the world to be a better place, man. I mean, I know it sounds kind of stupid to ask this question, but you know, where does that come from? Why is that? My mom, probably. Um, you know, I kind of joke. It's really not a joke. At, at some point, I want my mom to run my HR department <laughs> because, uh, you know, my whole system of my whole like ethical basis and, and really all of the good things about me, uh, a lot of them come from her, you know? So um, kind of the, the philosophy of the brand is really, you know, an extension of her. And, and so, um, you know, a lot of it is that. and and um, you know, it, it's tough because like, you know, I, the world is really fucked, you know, and um, especially this country, uh, you know, every day is like another thing where I'm just like, geez, this now, you know, like you yeah. can't say gay in Florida anymore. Like what the fuck is happening here? Like, you know, this is draconian shit. So I can't really do a whole lot about it. Right as a, just a, a random dude in, in New Orleans. But, um, you know, anything that I can do, whether it's donating money to Planned Parenthood or, or Second Harvest or, you know, World, uh, World Central Kitchen, whatever, um, I like to do because, I mean, you know, <laughs> I'm in a spot now that I wasn't in a few years ago where I can help people a little bit, right? Yeah. Through whether it's charitable stuff or, you know, um, there's this young woman, Neki, uh, and hopefully she doesn't mind me saying her name, uh, that lives in Florida that has cancer. Right. And, um, she has like six of my suits, you know, like, and, and I see her when she like, every time she goes to chemo, she's wearing either a palm suit or a king cake suit or whatever. And she's, you know, we, we've corresponded and things online and, uh, she's like, look, these, you know, this is like my security blanket. These things help me get through this shit. And like, I appreciate it. So, you know, stuff like that, like it's, is like life changing for me, you know, to just to be able to hear something like that, to be able to, to know that this like silly shit that I do, um, really means a lot to, to anybody besides me or whatever is, is wild. And, so I just try and do what I can, man. I mean, you know, that's really it. 
and I've been shitty too, you know? So, um, you know, uh, for, for years and years and I'm a generally good person, but I've done some shit that I'm not psyched about, especially when I was drinking. And like, so, you know, if I can do anything to make up karmically or whatever for that, then, you know, I can do that too. <laughs> Straight up, man. I mean, shit, you're a human being, bro. Like we're all flawed. And like, one of the things I think is maybe a problem with the shit that's going on right now is we see things so binary, like so black and white, like people are either good or they're bad. They're with me or they're yeah. against me. And it's like, you can't be slightly different. And everything is literally a fucking spectrum. You know what I mean? It's like, there's no like two things. It's just the illusion. So a hundred percent. I mean, and you know, between the political climate and, and just like the way that things go, you know, I was listening to a podcast the other night or the other, yeah, the other night. And, um, you know, obviously cancel culture is a real thing, you know, and, and there are people, by the way, that to fucking deserve it. Straight up. <laughs> you know, yeah. they really are. Yeah. Um, and, uh, but I was, I was listening to this podcast and like Kelly Osborne was on uh armchair expert with Dax Shepard. I don't know if you listen to it, but it's, he's, you know, it's a great interview podcast. And she's like, I really think that we should kind of, for at least some people replace cancel culture with like council culture, you know, where people that are not like fucking Harvey Weinstein, who really deserves every terrible thing that ever happens to him forever. Maybe there are people that, that can be fucking helped and, and not fully just like, you know, culturally assassinated. But again, there's a lot of people that fucking deserve it. So, it, you know, it, it's just, it's, it's difficult. Like you said, that everything does seem to be so black and white. Like you're either a Democrat or a Republican at this point, if you're a Republican, like, I think you're fucking crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, the leader of the Republican party is a fucking, you know, wannabe fascist reality TV host that like tricked millions of people into thinking he gives a fuck about them and they still want him to be president. And I'm like, what, what the fuck are you thinking? <laughs> Like we, he almost took democracy almost doesn't exist anymore because of the shit he did. But they're like, well, he, you know, the emails, but what about Hillary's emails? And it's like, all right, you know, I, I, we, we can't, we can't have any conversation ever again. You know, that's, that's where I'm at. So it's so crazy. I'm like, dude, there has to be another guy. You know what I mean? Like you guys can't go with anybody else. You know, <laughs> that's the thing is like the other guy, like, you know, Ron DeSantis of Florida, the governor is like talking about running. He's, also terrible dude greg abbott in texas fucking terrible you know i mean all of the lindsey graham terrible mitch mcconnell terrible all of the leaders of the republican party are fucking awful people so it's difficult to to you know i think maybe back in the i don't know i'm trying to say like 70s or 80s maybe they were better they really weren't uh, <laughs> i mean you know that's how the fucking war on drugs happened and that's why we're all so fucked when it comes to that and like, you know, there's weed dealers in, in jail for life when now you can, if you're like a, a rich white person, you can just start a weed company and get richer. I mean, you know, there's just so many, there's so many things wrong yeah. with every part of this country. I mean, it, it's tough, but uh, man. So, uh, you know, I hate to get off on too much of a tangent, but that's where we're at you know, things have to change in some way, or I'm getting the fuck out of this country. I mean, we've got midterm elections coming up, what, in a few months? Yeah. Those could go real south easily, and then two years later, 
we could really get fucked. And like, I'm not dealing with another Trump presidency or DeSantis presidency. I'm out of here. I, I can was run my stressed out, anywhere in the fucking world. <laughs> I was stressed out the whole time. Like, I don't know, man. That was, I think I aged like a good five years in like the last year of that dude's presidency. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. And, you know, every day, the, the, just the amount of scandals every single day. I'm just like, dude. Obama got shit for wearing the wrong pair of jeans. Dude, he wore a tan you suit, know? and people were like, this guy is not presidential because his suit looks he like mustard. He doesn't care about the office. It's like, um, this guy fucking drew a, a, a arrow. Or he created a storm on a map to make him look better. Like, this guy doesn't give a fuck about anything. You know, this. you think about, like, he's all of a sudden he's pro-life. Do you have any idea how many fucking abortions Donald Trump has probably paid for in his life? Oh, I mean, dude. He probably had a dude on retainer. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, so it's, it's, it's difficult. And hopefully, you know, things get better because uh, they can't, I was going to say they can't get worse, but obviously we know that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we have like a slight reprieve from COVID right now. And then, you know, I'm sure another variant will come. And we'll be back in the house. What are you going to cook up when you get back in the house, man? If we have to go back in the house, I hope we don't, but you know, you know, I've been cooking. Um, I, I need to branch out further. You know, I, I, I eat pasta like once or twice a week. Still, I try and switch it up and do like different pastas. Um, but you know, as far as like clothes things go, like things that I would actually put on clothes, I'd like to do something for people that maybe don't eat meat or dairy. I think right now, unless you're unless it's alcohol, you're pretty much like vegetarians don't have a lot of options or vegans don't have a lot of options with my stuff. So, you know, maybe there's a salad suit one day. I don't know. You know, I'm not sure exactly what that looks like. Um, but, uh, you know, and there's some other beverages that I like, that I enjoy, that I'm working on. Um, there's some breakfast foods that I'm working on. Um, you know, things that you know about probably that other people don't know about. Hell yeah, man. <laughs> I love every minute of it too, man. It's really cool because like, I love how you weave in your life with it. And that's what I mean. It's just like, it's you, dog. And people love that. So I think that's really cool. Well, thank you. I mean, and, and you know, I, I want to quickly say, maybe not quickly, because that's not how my life works, but or my brain works. Thank you to you uh, for anybody listening to this. So Ryan owns this company called Ohio Drip that I literally, I think I Googled. So we moved our fulfillment to Columbus, you know, maybe six months ago, right? This company called MD3, is that right? Something like that, that fucking destroy fulfillment. They're incredible. They have a similar, you know, philosophy customer service wise to me, and they bust their fucking asses. They ship like we had a huge sale this week. You know, they shipped hundreds of orders in a day, and I'm just like, okay, so we did that. Then found a guy in Columbus that does some other production for us now. So I'm like, okay, if we can get our dyeing done also in Columbus, wow, that would be nuts. The shipping costs, the time saved. So I think I Googled like, you know, heady ice dying or something or like, you know, 
ice dying Columbus, Ohio, and you just came up. I mean, that's basically how it happened. That's dope. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, you know, and I, you know, I reached out to you and I think I said, you know, cause I was, uh, I needed, it wasn't like, Oh, one day I'm going to need something. I had 250, 300 pieces and I needed done like pretty quickly. So I think I said to you like, Hey, I'm Matt, this is my deal. Can you do 250, 300 pieces? And you're like, let me get back to you. <laughs> <laughs> um you know which i get and and uh so you know you've been incredible and and you and kelsey have like made it so that we can you know continue because the 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 woman via that does my tie-dying or my dying and ice dying and tie-dying here she's also incredible um capacity wise it's it's tough to get the amount of pieces that i need as as things grow a little bit so you know, and, and basically we have to have things shipped from, you know, one place to New Orleans, then to Columbus, you know, so to have everything just run through Columbus and you guys has been amazing. And I mean, dude, this photo you sent me today of the suits that are coming out next month, I'm blown <laughs> the fuck away by, um, it's exactly what I was looking for. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah. I love to so, do that. Uh, so, uh, you know, it, it's just, it's been uh it's been really dope to have you as as kind of a partner in this and and uh you know when i saw those photos of your house um and and like the just like everything everywhere because you had to do all my shit and it (laughs) took over your whole house it it like gave me almost ptsd level flashbacks of like all of the crystal stuff and everything taking up my entire hallway and my back room and I'm like, that was my house for a long time, you know? Yeah. And uh, so I feel the pain of like having to step over, uh, you know, buckets or whatever it is that you have. There. <laughs> Everything, um, dude. <sighs> but you know wild. what, man? It's been because of this relationship and stuff. Um, you know, I told you, Kelsey and I are getting a place on April 1st. And so we were able to rent a so, spot yeah. out. And so... I mean, it's going to be great for both of us because capacity-wise, um, we're going to be able to cook, man. We're going to be able to get two washers and dryers in there. Um, you know, just so much more space to have strainers and things out. And so uh, I got to thank you for changing our life too, man. So, sure. I mean, you know, it, I, first of all, I'm happy to do it in any way that I can. And, and you know, to help out someone in in your position where you know it seems like you kind of started a company by accident a little bit too straight up yeah right i mean (laughs) (laughs) yeah you know so then i know how that goes where all of a sudden you think you're just doing something for some friends or as a hobby and then you know someone comes along like in my case crystal or in your case me that's like hey you know the thing that you're doing on on a somewhat small scale like i need you to do 30 times that in two weeks or whatever you know so um so it's amazing to be able to see that kind of in real time and i'm so psyched that you and kelsey are going to be able to get some space not just selfishly because i want you to work more and faster (laughs) but uh just because you're obviously good people you know and and, um that's who i like to work with so and you know i've I've also found that like the people that do the type of dye work that you do are generally good people It's good yeah, vibes, man. So, it's, a, it's a good space. Yeah, you don't get too yeah. many assholes that are trying to just like no, trick out some clothes. It's, it's, it'd be such a weird move. <laughs> right. You know, yeah. Like, 
like some high strung dickhead. You're like, you know, I'm, I'm going to get into ice dying. Right. It just doesn't happen. So, um, so yeah, man, I mean, that's kind of, it's been wild. Everything's really just kind of nuts most of the time. I feel like that's a quote that encapsulates, like, if I had to like reflect on life as a whole and someone's like, yo, what is life? I'm like, yo, everything's just kind of fucking nuts all the time. You know, like that's, that's what it is. So, um, I'm glad it's nuts with you, man. This is cool. And, uh, where do you see things going in the future, man? I know you said you had some designs and stuff. Now you said you want mom to work in your HR department. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, um, you know, we're growing, uh, kind of as fast as we can while trying to maintain sanity and cash flow. Um, and also, you know, my goal is not to really get a bunch of outside funding and give up control of my company to some fucking venture capital firm or whatever that doesn't give a fuck about anything but a profit and loss sheet or whatever, right? So, um, you know, we brought on Emma. Uh, originally, she was going to be working five to 10 hours a week, max 20. Within like three days, I was like, all right, can we get you on salary? You know? <laughs> Dope. Um, so she's salaried now. Um, I, like I said, there's a couple of freelance designers that I work with, one of which, um, one who has a decade of experience and her own thing that, you know, she's going to continue and she's incredible. They're both incredible. The other I'd love to hire full time if I can, you know, um, shout out Lisa. She's dope. Um, and, uh, you know, so I need someone to, to kind of help me run marketing. I don't really know how to do it at all. Um, especially like I barely know how to use TikTok as a person, much less as a company, you know, like same dude, geez. <laughs> uh, like, and I see the potential and I was messing with it last night. I really, I, I never really use it. And people are like, dude, it's, I hate Instagram a lot without it. I probably wouldn't exist as a company, but they're fucking terrible about everything. Yeah. So, and it like contributes to this terrible, like, you know, self-image problem that every, you know what I mean? It's just a, it's just a, it's an evil company that owns a service that like is right now a necessary evil, but I'd love to transition away from it at some point. So I need to hire someone that like probably know, like is younger than me that knows what TikTok is. And, you know, um, and so, and then, you know, there's some collaborations that we're working on that, uh, some will be hitting this summer. Um, you know, something else that I'm hoping happens would be later in the year. Something dope is going to happen next year already that I'm psyched about uh, with another company that I really respect and love. Um, you know, we're going to keep doing cool shit with dying, you know, whether it's ice dying and, or some of the other stuff that you and I have talked about. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we we're bringing on a CFO because like I said, I don't know how to do anything when it comes to money and he does. Um, and I mean, you know, that's kind of the goal is just to, is just to continue and not get stagnant and not get complacent, you know, because, uh, we did like 11 times our 2020 sales in 2021. And I'm not trying to ease up, you know, I'm trying to continue that kind of growth. I mean, it's probably not realistic to say I'm going to do 10 times what I did last year, this year, but I still want to. <laughs> yeah. Hey, who says it's not realistic, uh, man? Who knows? You yeah. Know? I mean, you know, uh, um, 
realistically, uh, this whole thing wasn't realistic. You know, this right. whole putting pasta on fucking clothes and it being a company wasn't realistic. So, um, I guess anything can happen, right? So, uh, so you know, I'd like to grow, grow the team, grow the business, uh, and and continue to make dope shit and help as many people as possible. I'd like to. Okay, so. Like I said, I go through some shit, right? I've been through some shit for 25 years when it comes to like mental health stuff and uh, a lot of, you know, alcohol related and other substance related stuff, right? And a lot of that has come to a head recently. And I'm not going to get into the specifics right now, but, you know, I knew that I wanted to start some kind of foundation for a while. I didn't necessarily know what it was going to be. But um, recently, you know, I realized that I want to do something to help other people that struggle. And I don't want to say struggle because sometimes, you know, the reality is, is that if I wasn't manic at all fucking last year or whatever, I probably wouldn't have done 11 times the amount of fucking sales that I did in 2020. I mean, you know, and, and, and to say that like, you know, I suffer from bipolar disorder is not true. You know, it's, it's not, I don't suffer. It's just something that is exists in my life and, and whatever. But, you know, if you don't have the resources or the awareness of what the fuck is going on in your brain or your life, <clears throat> you can get put into some pretty bad situations and some pretty bad places. And so I'd like to set something up to help, you know, educate and, and, and counsel people that deal with you know, the shit that I deal with. And, um, because like I said, it's, it's a, especially with this pandemic, dude, I mean, so many people developed substance issues, you know, being locked in the house for two years, people that drank a little bit were like, well, fuck it. I don't have to get up and go to work tomorrow so I can kill the rest of this bottle of wine every fucking night or whatever. Or, you know, you have a casual drug habit that is like, well, shit, I mean, I'm in the house again, whatever. So there's just fucking millions and millions of people that need help. So if I can help even just a small fraction of those people with this foundation, um, whether it's through mindfulness that, uh, my brother, my brother, Jeff, who, by the way, is like employee number one, basically. And he helped me get out, um, uh, you know, first few hundred orders him and my mailman, Rashawn. Shout out Rashawn. <laughs> this dude, one of the coolest motherfuckers I've ever met. Definitely the coolest mailman, but probably <laughs> one of the coolest dudes I've ever met. I just saw him earlier. I was, we were talking on the street. Love that dude. Oh, yeah. um, my brother uh, has recently, you know, started uh, kind of a journey of, through like meditation and, and it's changed his whole fucking life. So I need to get on it, first of all, because you can see how fucking high strung I am. But also, you know, I think there's there's a way to like help people that through that stuff. And I'm I'm seeing you know doctors now that are are on some shit that I've never really gotten into, like micronutrients and you know and and things like that 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 can really help like rewire your fucking brain so that you don't say like oh I had one drink where's the next ten you know or I, I, I'm high now but. I know I could be higher and I'd like to be high again tomorrow and I'd like to be high again tonight, you know? So that's kind of the secondary, uh, secondary goal. You know, we, we give to a different charity pretty much every month now. Um, 
And uh, for a while, for a while, I let people choose any cause, and we donated a portion of of every sale to whatever the fuck they said. So I was, you know, sending three dollar, four dollar donations to like oh, a few hundred charities or whatever. Like right before we launched the Parm suit. I think uh, we were like, okay, well, we can't do that anymore (laughs) because what if we get, what if we get like, you know, a thousand orders and I didn't really think that was going to happen, but it it ended up happening. So, um, so we started doing one every month and and eventually I'd like to kind of transition that into this foundation and, uh, and kind of, you know, help as many people as I fucking can. Oh yeah, man. I think that's beautiful. You know, every little bit counts. And like you said, like you mentioned with, uh, young lady you're helping in Florida, it's like, you don't know how big those ripples are with just the little things that we do each day. And so I think that's wonderful, man. Um, I got to ask, you're really into rap. Uh, do you freestyle? I'm not going to put you on the spot to do it now, but I'm, I'm just wondering, <laughs> I'm curious, you know? <laughs> you know, not in a long time. Um, when I was, when I was younger, I would mess around a little bit, but um, I mostly just listened. I listened obsessively to rap pretty much, to, you know, it, it, every once in a while. Over the over the last few years, I've branched out a little more than I had. Um, but since I was like, let's see, how old was I when like Regulators came out? You know, I was like seven, six <laughs> or seven. Regulators and Tennessee by Arrested Development. Those two songs changed my whole life. Uh, my older brother, you know, would bump like, you know, Warren G and Nate Dog and stuff. And like, I remember Regulators was the first song I ever memorized. I don't freestyle, but I know rap lyrics take up way too much of my fucking brain. Straight I know that. Up, same, same. <laughs> same. Um, oh. The first song I ever memorized was Regulators. And, and uh, you know, I think I was, I was set probably seven years old. And I've just been, you know, I've obsessed with rap since I was a kid. Um, and I mean, you know, we, we have a few tough years. I feel like when like uh mumble rap is really starting to take over and like soundcloud shit and i'm like god damn more face tattoos or whatever like <laughs> but but you know real hip-hop i think is is uh, back at the forefront you know people like j cole and kendrick i'm sure will come out with another album someday yep. um and like the whole um the whole griselda team out of buffalo like old school they like, really York flow fucking, dude they really and they flow crank projects out <laughs> i mean these guys are busting their fucking asses so i mean and, and so there's a lot of shit that i'm excited about when it comes to to rap music but tyler i'm going to see tyler what next week next saturday he's headlining a, a festival um i mean you know you talk about someone that's an inspiration in a lot of ways that dude fucking crushes everything that he does and he does so much dope shit his last album the dj drama yelling on an album is amazing <laughs> you know it's just like it gets me back to you know um dedication mixtapes that wayne put out back Yo. in you know t- 2010s i guess probably mixtape wheezy um, yeah that was like right when i was in was, high school i mean stuff. that was i mean that was prime shit and sort of hear like you know gangsta grills getting shouted out on like a, the best album of the year is dope yeah. <laughs> gangsta grills um, and i've <laughs> and i've seen tyler's i you know he 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 performed uh at Lollapalooza and I, I watched it i watched it a few times and like i'm gonna get to see that set next week and i'm fucking psyched hell yeah very psyched cool man i think that's dope and uh I know you've dropped a lot of gems over the course of this conversation. I think people will walk away with a lot. 
But if you had the ears, eyes, and attention of everyone in the world, and you can deliver one message, what message would you deliver to the people? Do psychedelics. You know, I mean, I, I was talking to someone about this recently, and, and look, drugs can get out of hand. I know better than most people. But if everyone on the fucking planet did took a bag of mushrooms and fucking just ate them and then sat under a tree for six hours, the whole world would get better fucking like that. Immediately. Yeah. Immediately it would be better. <laughs> uh, so if I could, and look, I mean, there's a lot of things that I think would be helpful, but if we're talking about like a quick fix, it's, it's pretty much that. I mean, there's a lot of things that, you know, therapies that are, are being introduced with, you know, MDMA for PTSD and, and psilocybin for, you know, depression and PTSD and ketamine for depression and, 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 and addiction. I mean, there's so many, there's so many therapeutic benefits and I'm happy to see that like, and, and look right now, like I said, things really came to a head for me recently. So I, I, I'm not going to get too far into that, but if you don't let it get out of hand and you can, and you can, especially if you're in like a fucking medical setting where, you know, these doctors that know what the fuck they're doing and, and can control and you know what you're getting because they got it from a fucking pharmacy, then, um, you know, that's my, that's my suggestion is for everybody to just take a, take a handful of mushrooms and fucking go in nature and relax, fucking relax, you know, straight up, man. I wish we all, wish we all could. Where can people find you, Matt? What are the socials? Uh, MR underscore eat well on the Instagrams. Um, that's the only thing that I really fuck with until someone takes over my TikTok. <laughs> uh, and then uh, mysteryweel.com for uh, website stuff. And um, if you need anything, if you're listening to this and you think there's anything that I can do for you, um, please email uh, help me at mysteryweel.com and uh, I'll get back to you as soon as I can. You know, so um, that's it. That's all I got, I think. Hey, shout out to you. Thank you. Thank you, dude. Thank you. And shout out to you, man. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And this has been a blast. You know, it's nice to just be able to say whatever the fuck I want for an hour. <laughs> <laughs>